Stressing as a kid, you want your five star matches, you want your 30 minute classics, not me. Big meaty men slapping me. With that, welcome to the final official tournament episode of Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, Xavier Woods had posted that a couple of weeks ago, that clip from the New Day podcast, and I realized that I should have put that as the intro for, like, every episode. What a perfect way to start, Uh, because that's exactly what what we're kind of after here, is we're looking for the big, meaty men slapping meat, and... Uh, whether it's the Harris Brothers, or Vic Grimes, or the Boogeyman, or Boris Zukov, or Bart Gunn, or Luke Gallows, or The Wall, or Luchasaurus, or George the Animal Steel, or Braun Breaker, or Bull Buchanan, or Albert, or Mr. Hughes, or Hercules, or Amish Roadkill, who in fact was Amish, uh, Baron Corbin, Lance Archer, Joe Kofi, Jim Neidhart, Andre the Giant, Bray Wyatt, Magnum TA, all the way through to our winner of the last episode, Stan the Man Hansen. <clears throat> One thing that I think most of these men have in common is they were big, meaty men, and sometimes they slapped meat. And so, uh, this is the final group of 16. Obviously, there are mixed feelings. Uh, These projects always take longer than I think they will. And yet, when I sit here to record the last episode, I feel like we just started. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to let it go. Just like I didn't want to let season one or season two go. I know there's more to come. There'll be more tournaments. There'll be more fantasy matchups. But this one holds a special place in my heart being a hoss myself. Uh, And so I hope you are well. And I hope those you love are doing well, and I hope that you have enjoyed the ride that got us from where we started to where we are now. And I don't think we need to belabor this anymore, although we all know there's nothing I enjoy more than belaboring. I am ready. Please make sure you are ready. Let's 
begin. There are 16 names. They've been redacted. They've been randomized. And really, honestly, truthfully, there is one matchup that I am desperately hoping we avoid here in the opening round. There are two matchups we should avoid, but there is, there is one matchup that I am really hoping we avoid in the first round. Uh, I'm sure if you know me well enough, you know what it is. Um, I would wish I could say that the ideas of ratio and probability um, are something that my brain comprehends, but honestly, it it sounds like a foreign language. Okay, so we have 16 names, so uh, I'm looking at two names here. One modern Haas, one uh, former Haas. Well, no, I've seen pictures of him recently. He's still quite Haasy, but one wrestler who competed decades ago. <clears throat> so two out of 16, that's one out of eight. I know that probability. That's 1.125. So, like, there's a 12% chance one of their names will show up here in the first. But what are the odds that they both show up in the right place? That sort of math eludes me. Um, so I'm going to just put my hands up. I am going to welcome the fates that have guided us low these many episodes. I've lost count on how many episodes we've done. I don't think it's a perfect bracket number, and I'm okay with that. I am just going to, I'm going to ask the fates before we start, please, please, please keep these two guys apart at least until the quarterfinal. Preferably the semifinal, but I don't want to ask for too much. And that's all I can do. So let's begin. The first name on our list is John Bradshaw, Layfield, JBL. One of my favorite wrestlers, let alone horses, and he is taking on <laughs> The Undertaker. Now, The Undertaker was not one of the two names I was going for, uh, but I am glad that he's not wrestling one of the other guys. Uh, this is a great match. We've seen it before, I think in an ambulance or on the roof of an ambulance. Um I have no problem with this opening round matchup because uh, while I, I love both of these wrestlers, there is clearly only one winner. And while they are both very, very hossy, The Undertaker wins. I have no problem with that. And I'd like to think that John Layfield would also have no problem with that. So Taker wins in an epic hoss fight. I look forward to the JBL era. I, I'm still... Right before Judgment Day 2002, I have a long way to go. I keep getting uh, distracted by 80s wrestling. Um, but yeah, Taker wins, no question. Our next name is the man they call Vader. We knew he was coming. And we knew from last week's episode, or the last episode, not sure which day, these are falling, uh, but we would be talking about the fact that Stan the Man Hansen uh, gouged his eye out. Accidentally, but the man wrestled with one eye out of his socket, put it back into his head, and just kept that eye closed and finished the match. There's no doubt the toughness of the man they call Vader, and he is taking on Drew McIntyre. Great match. 
I think that would be a lot of fun. I also think, like the first one, there is a no-doubt winner and a no-doubt loser, and Vader wins. So our first quarterfinal matchup, Undertaker versus Vader. That's the level of Hoss we're at. Would I have loved those two to meet in the semifinal? Yes. But that's what happens. Whatever the percentage is, none of my two Hosses have shown up. So now the chances are higher that they meet in the opening round. I'm going to hope and hope and hope it doesn't happen. Uh, Taker Vader in the quarterfinal. JBL McIntyre, excellent match for the consolation. Scott Steiner. Next up, Big Papa Pump. Um, you could make a case that Rick Steiner's actually hossier than his brother. Um, sort of in a Mid-South Territory kind of way. Uh, Scott was a hoss before he went all Big Papa Pump crazy. And then went Big Papa Pump crazy. And, and actually, in my eye, sort of lost the hossitude. Because when you've reached a certain musculature where you can't move, are you a hoss? I don't know. But he won his bracket, and I'm fine with that. Uh, and he is certainly a hoss. He is taking on... <sighs> Thank you. Thank you, Fates. He's taking on one of the names that I didn't want to get in a certain matchup. I'm very happy with this one. The man, the myth, the bearded butcher himself, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won the final episode of the opening round. Uh, he is, I would say, if there were bets being made on who was going to win Hoss Fight, Brock Lesnar would be a top contender. Uh, he beats Scott Steiner with relative ease. So our three men who have made it to the corner final, Taker, Vader, Lesnar. Now that I got what I wanted, I will be a little greedy. There is one name I don't want to see in the next two, because we have three of the first four matches set. If I can get away with one of these names being in the lower half of this group of 16... That means that maybe I get the final that I want. We'll see how the fate's true. Because right now we've got Taker, Vader, and Lesnar. Two of those men, assumingly, depending on who the next hoss is, uh, it's possible that two of those men will fight in the semifinal. You could make a case that either Taker or Lesnar, or Vader and Lesnar, should be our final. But that's just the way it goes. Our next name, John Cena. I don't know if he originally made the list of 256, but he is certainly a hoss, and he is taking on... Okay. All right. We're doing all right. Uh, he is taking on former Ring of Honor television champion Minoru Suzuki. It's entirely possible that actually we have the last two. Ring of Honor TV champions in this bracket, now that I think about it. Uh, John Cena versus Minoru Suzuki. What a match that would be. Uh, and yet, again, here, I mentioned at the end of last episode, when I read you the names of the 16 hosses that were going to compete in this episode, 
I mentioned that as you heard the names, you probably started sorting them in your head. I'm imagining there's like three, like a pyramid. There's three tiers. There's a couple of guys at that elite level up at the top. There may be some of the guys in the middle. And then there were some of the guys kind of near the bottom. Um, and we're seeing that here just in the way these matches happen because there have been four matches so far and none of them have required a serious amount of thought on my part. John Cena, amazing. Super hoss. Love him. He does not beat Minoru Suzuki. So our first two quarterfinal matchups, Taker versus Vader, Brock Lesnar versus Minoru Suzuki. Thank you to the fates. You're welcome to those listening. What a what a opening half. And the name I wanted, you all know who it is. He hasn't shown up yet. <sighs> I'm feeling good. My body's relaxed. I I, I there's I was listening to the Distractible podcast. Um, Doc and I have talked about that on DDT. And they were going through the difference between dopamine and serotonin. And what they said, I don't know what it's actually true, but what they said uh, is dopamine is the feeling you get before something really good happens or something. And then serotonin is the feeling you get once it does happen. I don't know if that's true, and this is not a drug podcast, so I'm not, or a chemicals in the brain podcast, so I don't feel the need to look it up. The dopamine I felt leading into this episode was great. There's now serotonin in my body right now because I think this is going to work exactly how I wanted it to work. I promise you, on the name of Bo Dallas, William Regal, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, the champ, my dad, and um, uh, all seltzer everywhere. I assure you, I, there was no tinkering. This is actually fully random. Let's keep going. Mark Henry, certainly a hoss by any definition. Bam Bam Bigelow, certainly a hoss by any definition, and this is the first one that I'm actually going to need to talk through. None of the other ones I needed to talk through, clear winner, clear loser. This one, I think it's going to wind up being Bam Bam, but let's, let's chat about it. Uh, Mark Henry, legitimately one of the strongest men in the world at one point in time, probably still at his age in some semblance of the upper echelon. Uh, no doubt a hoss, big meaty man, uh, not a good wrestler at first, he's wrestling now in 2002, he's better-ish, still not great, but he's getting there, uh, sexual chocolate shows he has a, a different side, a silly side, I do kind of appreciate that for me, um, and then the Hall of Pain, one of the great Hoss gimmicks and characters of all time. Bam Bam Bigelow, legit bounty hunter. Tattooed flames on his head, both of those signals of toughness. Um, you know, wrestled all throughout the 80s. 
and into the 90s. Uh, main evented a WrestleMania uh, with a non-wrestler in Lawrence Taylor. There's a certain amount of trust and confidence you have to have in a wrestler to give them that spot. Um, I'm going to go with Bam Bam Bigelow because I like Bam Bam Bigelow more. The man did moonsaults, which I always appreciate. You know, the Big E clip, I didn't put in the part where he's talking about, you know, chain wrestling and you want to see moonsaults. No, no, no. Like, I do want in some fashion uh, a wrestler who can do a moonsault. Taker, top rope moves. Vader, moonsault. Lesnar, shooting star press to various levels of effectiveness. Minoru Suzuki, he's the outlier so far. Uh, And I will give Bam Bam the win over Mark Henry, but that is a closer contest than what we've seen so far. Uh, But Bam Bam wins. Samoa Joe, we did talk about him. We do have, he is the current Ring of Honor television champion. I just watched him. Um, He, on Rampage... Uh, made me a fan of Trent Beretta. I never really watched Trent Beretta. I never really cared for Trent Beretta. He was just a guy that was there. Um, he himself, Trent, uh, cut a promo the other day, maybe last week, where he said something. It was a good promo. The effect of, I've been here for so long and I have nothing to show for it. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting, that's a nice way to go about it. Uh, and then had a hell of a match and looked like a stud against Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe, Ring of Honor TV champion, after defeating Minoru Suzuki, I was a little underwhelmed by that match, I must say. I don't want my hoss fights to be two guys just hitting each other. That I have no interest in that. Uh, but Samoa Joe, obviously a great hoss. And I had a hunch this was coming. For some reason, I had a hunch this was coming. Because as much as I'd love to watch Samoa Joe wrestle Bam Bam Bigelow, and I would... We finally have the name I was waiting for. You know who I'm talking about. He's always been, in my mind, the toughest wrestler in the world because he's always been, in the minds of a lot of people, the toughest wrestler in the world. I didn't want him to wrestle Brock in the first round. That's all I wanted, and I got my wish. Uh, Haku. Call him Ming if you want, but he's Haku. Haku and Samoa Joe would be a fantastic match. It would be amazing today. Get Haku out of the shirt he wore, whatever. I saw a picture. He must have been at a WrestleCon. It's him. It's a barbarian and warlord with their powers of pain face paint, which I thought was a little silly. Jim Duggan's there looking very, very old. And Haku looks like you, you know, put him in some, put him in his Haku pants from uh, WCW, WWF era, and he could wrestle Samoa Joe right now. And it would be amazing. He has to win this match. I'm not saying he's going to win the whole thing. Not. But he has to win this. He's got to beat Samoa Joe. As much fun as that match would be, he's got to beat Samoa Joe. Taker Vader, Brock Suzuki, Haku Bam Bam. We may have seen that in like the hardcore era days of WCW, back when WCW was slowly, slowly dying. Great matchup so far in our quarterfinal. Let's see if we can finish off with a bang-bang. Dr. Death Steve Williams. I forgot he was going to be in this. Oh, 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 I love when a matchup makes me make that. Uh, Dr. Death versus Bobby Lashley. Dr. Death versus the Almighty. What a fantastic match that would be. 
both amateur wrestlers, um, both legit tough guys, both big meaty men. Oh, that match would be good. That match would be very good. Uh, and yet again, I think we've got to go with what has kind of been the theme of this. The the eighties hosses are a different breed than the new ones. Maybe it's the way wrestling worked. Maybe it's just the fact that life was probably a little harder in the 80s. Life is more convenient than it is today. Uh, I don't know what, it, maybe it's just the type of, it could be, honestly. Here's something we don't talk about, uh, or we haven't yet. It could be just the fact that ultimate fighting didn't exist. Hypothetical thought experiment. Do this with me. Ultimate fighting starts not in... It started in the early 90s. When did UFC start? I want to say it was like 90... No, not the current one. When was the first ever UFC fight? I was, I was right. 93. Again. I am a child. Like, this is my time here. UFC began in 93. Let's say it began in 78. Um, so it actually begins before... No, we can't do that. Let's do, let's do it. Uh, the first UFC fight happens the same year as the first WrestleMania, or maybe even a little bit before. Let's do 83. Let's go 10 years back. 83, it happens right before the first Starcade. How many of the hosses that we associate with pro wrestling would have wanted to try ultimate fighting? I don't know the answer, but I can guess. I think Dr. Death Steve Williams would have wanted to try his hand at the octagon. Um, scrolling, you know, hey, Texas Red, Mark Calloway may have done it. Stan Hansen could have done it. You know, we may need to go even a little further back because by this point they had already been pro wrestlers. But had there been an opportunity to have a more legitimate fight, I think we would have seen a lot of the guys who became pro wrestlers move into the world of um, MMA. And it wouldn't have been, I don't think, it wouldn't have been kind of a martial arts style. It would have been bar fights. Uh, but either way, Dr. Death beats Lashley. I think we all knew that was going to happen. Our last match of the opening round, oh, Harley Race. <laughs> if you were paying attention, you know what this matchup's going to be. Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes. Again, I am not a religious person. Uh, in fact, if push comes to shove, I would probably trend towards the agnostic atheist realm. But in moments like this, I cannot help but raise my hands skyward, look up at the world and the, the fates and all of that, and just be grateful. Because that's the perfect match to end this. Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes. Would Dusty Rhodes have gone into UFC if it had existed in the 80s? I don't know. Would Harley Race have? 
kind of think like he had, he'd, he'd have at least tried it. He'd have at least tried it. Uh, great match. Fantastic match to no doubt hosses. And again, with love to the son of a plumber, uh, in a hoss fight, you don't beat Arlie Race, Dusty. You don't. I don't know how to say this any other way. You don't. Our quarterfinal matchups here. Undertaker versus Vader. Brock Lesnar versus Minoru Suzuki. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Haku. Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Harley Race. Can you feel, can you hear the just just joy and satisfaction in my voice? Because I, I bet you can. <sighs> That's great. What a great quarterfinal. I feel so good. I have no complaints. Let's see if the consolation round is as good. Uh, JBL versus Drew McIntyre. Hey, Drew's great. He's got a sword. That's cool. He's been a huge part of wrestling for the last few years. He does not beat JBL. It does not happen. Scott Steiner versus John Cena. Did this happen? Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Did this happen? I feel like this happened. Yes! This is a rematch of the finals of page 14. Opening round, page 14. Uh, John Cena versus Scott Steiner was the final. I originally went with Cena and then changed my answer to Scott Steiner. This is back when I had recorded all the episodes in 2021. I was going back and redoing them. So the page had already been written. There was a lot of changes there. Oh, this is where I threw uh, Triple H in at this point. Um, but yeah, Scott Steiner beat John Cena back then and now we have a rematch of that because we had of course moved Cena up into that upper echelon when we tinkered with things uh, after the first round we made some adjustments do I feel that JBL should beat Scott no JBL's already advanced do I feel like Scott Steiner should beat John Cena again he has the amateur background that's a plus for Scott Steiner he has the crazy factor that's a plus for Scott Steiner. Um, he'd participate in a bar fight. I don't think Cena would. I think he'd go the Mick Foley rock. He'd talk or buy or try to charm his way out of it. I'd, that's not a that's not a bug. That's a feature. You, you know, I want a guy actually who's not going to get into a bar fight if he can help it. Um, but for hoss fight purposes, I think we got to go with Scott Steiner. I do. I think he fits the mold of a hoss a little bit more. John Cena is sort of, you know, I, I'm separating kind of lightweights, middle-ish weights, and our hosses. John Cena almost qualified as a middleweight, um, both in terms of size and in terms of the way he wrestles. So I'm going to give Steiner the win. Uh, Mark Henry, Samoa Joe. With apologies to Mark Henry, Samoa Joe has to win this. And then Lashley versus Dusty Rhodes. Lashley has probably more amateur skill. Lashley has done UFC fighting before. Uh, Dusty has that old school toughness. 
Um, that's another bar fight that I just sort of, you know, hide under a table and wait for it to be over. Uh, but I think, with apologies to the Dusty Rhodes fans here, I think I gotta go with Lashley on that, just based on actual fighting skill. Double losers bracket, though, really, we can't even call it that at this point just because of the quality of wrestlers. Uh, these are four Hall of Famers. Um, Drew McIntyre versus John Cena. I think I go with John Cena in that one. Dusty Rhodes beats Mark Henry. So, for 16th place, or the fight for 15th place, I suppose we should say, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Mark Henry, he's too strong. So Drew McIntyre, who you could argue doesn't belong in the top 16, he's the one name that kind of really doesn't fit. Uh, I would put Stan Hansen, Ron Simmons, British Bulldog, all above him if I were you know, just looking at the list. Uh, he's four spots above Roman Reigns. Uh, but we'll keep it like this because, again, we'll keep the sanctity of this if we have an epilogue. Uh, we can adjust. And then John Cena versus Dusty Rhodes. At, at that point, we go with, again, old school over new school. John Cena is 14th. Dusty Rhodes comes in 13th place. Quarterfinal time. I'm going to start at the bottom and work up. Dr. Death and Harley Race. If there's a way for them to knock each other out... the that's going to be what happens. They're going to hit each other until they can't hit each other anymore. Um, I'm turning to the Google for this just because that's sort of what I feel like needs to happen here with this one. Looking for stories of toughness. Uh, let's see. So Harley Race. Born in Missouri, fan of pro wrestling, training as a pro wrestling under the Zabiscos. While in high school, an altercation with a classmate led to the principal kneeing race in the back of the head as he tried to break up the fight. Enraged, race attacked him, resulting in his expulsion. So a high school-aged Harley race tried to attack his principal. That's scary as someone who works in education and hilarious. At 6'1 and 225, he decided to get his start in pro wrestling. Uh, Alright. Car accident, almost leg amputated. His pregnant wife passed away. That's terrible. Uh, the promoter... I'm assuming that's who... Yep. The promoter shows up and refuses to let... and tries to block the amputation from happening, saving the leg. Um... He overcomes grueling physical therapy to make a recovery. Teaming with uh, Larry Henning. I remember that from our tag team tournament. Um, involved in an altercation at a restaurant named the Chestnut Tree. Confronting a man who was harassing a woman. The man's friend stabbed him in the back. Okay. So, Harley Race. You know. All sorts of things going on here. The street Race, a known tough street fighter. I feel like he got arrested in the 80s. Wasn't he one of those? Yep, flair for the gold. I'm doing that <coughs> already. All right, so he's wrestling 88, suffering an abdominal injury in a match against Hulk Hogan. 
tries to hit Hogan, who's laying on a table with a headbutt. Hogan moves, Race hits the table. The metal edge forced its way up into Race's abdomen, giving him a hernia. That, Jesus. I thought he got arrested. Anyways, then shows up the manager. Another car accident in 95. He needs hip surgery. Becomes a promoter. All right. So clearly, 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 Harley Race is a legit tough, tough dude. Um, again, very similar story here as I look at Dr. Death Steve Williams, who I would have given it to off the bat because I like Dr. Death. Um, Going to be tough to beat. I'm looking for stories that could possibly beat that. So Williams, Colorado. Um, Athlete, very big athlete in high school. Dated back to an incident in junior high where he had to wrestle in a hockey goalie mask due to shattering his nose, which is what gave him the Dr. Death nickname. So wrestled with a shattered nose. That's a tough thing. Uh, da, 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 da. Bruised knee, injured reserves, becomes a wrestler, varsity club, varsity club. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Oh, goes to All Japan. ECW, WWF, briefly. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, you know, he does Brawl for All. They, I believe the story is that Brawl for All was created specifically to let Dr. Death win, and Bart Gunn takes him down, tearing Dr. Death's hamstring, and then knocks him out. So, while I will never say any, for any reason that Dr. Death is not tough, uh, that is something that happened. <laughs> All right. We got to give it to Harley Race. I didn't expect it. We got to give it to Harley Race. Dr. Death will take on JBL in the consolation round. Yeah, Harley Race, obviously tough dude. Uh, Haku beats Bam Bam Bigelow. We don't need to uh, belabor that. Setting up a semifinal match that I love, and again, I'm grateful, uh, because it's Haku versus Harley Race. Harley Race was King Harley Race. He gets injured with that table spot. Uh, he is out of action. Bobby Heenan vows to crown a new king, and I'm pretty sure that king is Haku. All comes together. Uh, Scott Steiner wrestles Bam Bam Bigelow. Brock Lesnar versus Minoru Suzuki. What an incredible match, but obviously Brock Lesnar wins. Setting up. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's not planned. Suzuki loses the second quarterfinal match, which means he's bumped down to take on the winner of the third consolation match. It's Samoa Joe. We get a rematch of the Ring of Honor TV title match we just saw, because that's it, this meant to be. Uh, Brock Lesnar beats Suzuki. And then Undertaker versus Vader. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll say Vader's tougher. That doesn't mean he's a better hoss. Vader is obviously tougher. Taker never had an injury that grievous. Um, but, you know, how can we... 
how can we not talk about the haughtiness of The Undertaker? From me and Mark to all of the different characters, he spanned 30 years. Please, God, stay retired. But yeah, I got to give it to Taker, and not just because that means we get Taker versus Lesnar in our semifinal matchup. Of course. Uh, I do think The Undertaker is the right answer. Uh, Vader will win his matchup um, against... Yeah, he's going to win. It doesn't matter who he wrestles, he's going to win. Our semifinals. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar in one. Haku versus Harley Race in the other. Unbelievable. Uh, Consolations. JBL or Dr. Death... JBL's a legit hoss, legit tough guy, um, almost to his detriment in the way he treated other people. I don't like that. Um, seems to be seems to have that old school mentality, which didn't work in the locker rooms of the two thousands all that much. I gotta give it to Doctor Death here. Um, Scott Steiner or Bam Bam Bigelow? For this one, I'm going with who I like more uh, without spending a huge amount of time talking about the various criteria that we've come up with in this tournament. I like Bam Bam Bigelow. I love Bam Bam Bigelow. Always have since the cartwheel in the Nintendo game. He beats Scott Steiner. Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Since it's a hoss fight, despite the size advantage, I think we go with Minoru Suzuki. I didn't care for their match. It was too much just chopping and hitting and all of that. But Suzuki's terrifying. Samoa Joe was. I don't know if he is anymore. And then Vader beats Lashley. No question. All right. Our next bottom four, which is 12 through 9. So really not a bottom four at all. JBL beats Scott Steiner. Again, because it's my tournament. Uh, Samoa Joe beats Bobby Lashley. I think that... Mm. That's a great match. A fantastic match. But yeah, I, for those two, I'm going with my personal preferences here. Scott Steiner versus Bobby Lashley, another great match. I think you got to give it to Lashley. I've never been a Lashley fan until like the last, the end of 2021, early 2022. Uh, you know, he, he finally got me. I finally took a good hard, hard look at him and went, oh yeah, he's amazing. Scott Steiner at number 12. Bobby Lashley at number 11. And then JBL versus Samoa Joe. Both of them are amazing. Both of them are fantastic. Only one is a wrestling god. I am giving the win to JBL. Samoa Joe is the 10th hossiest hoss to have ever hossed. JBL comes in at number 9. I feel very good about that. Dr. Death versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Got to be Dr. Death. Minoru Suzuki versus Vader. Amazing. Got to be Vader. Uh, Bam Bam does not beat Minoru Suzuki. Bam Bam comes in at eighth. Minoru Suzuki is seventh. Semifinal time. You look at Haku and Race. Race, obviously, we looked at his Wikipedia. Huge amounts of toughness there. Um, Clearly one of the toughest wrestlers ever, but he is not Haku. 
and I have read all of the stories to you countless times about how good Haku is and how scary and how tough and legit of a hoss he was. And now we get Vader versus Harley Race. They, he was, Harley was his manager, and now they're facing in the Constellation semifinals. Um, and then Lesnar beats Taker. As hossy as Taker is, Brock Lesnar is literally a beast in car- like like there's there's never been anybody like him in pro wrestling legit wrestling skills legit fighting skills um the size the agility just you then you add the Heyman factor the final is what I wanted the final to be and I didn't think we'd get it Brock Lesnar versus Haku I'm delighted I'm grateful what a wonderful time our consolation semifinals. Uh, the Undertaker beats Dr. Death Steve Williams. I don't know that I'll get any pushback from that. Harley Race versus Vader. <laughs> That's another one where I dive through the closed window. I break the glass to get out of the way. Um, if I don't climb up a chimney or any other way. However I can get out, I will get out to avoid that bar fight. You know, you could make a case that Vader wouldn't beat race, like he would refuse to beat race because of the whole manager thing. I think we got to go with Vader, though. I do. He got his eye, popped out of socket, and kept wrestling. It's really, you know, it's... We're, we're, up, we're up to the top six. Whoever wins this is going to beat Dr. Death Steve Williams. It's just going to happen. So I'm going to have it be Vader. Uh, Dr. Death will come in sixth. Harley Race is the fifth hossiest hoss to have ever hossed. That's pretty damn good when you consider who the other four are. Uh, Taker beat Vader before. He's going to beat him again. Vader is the fourth hossiest hoss. Undertaker is the third. So... We went from the Harris brothers all the way to The Undertaker at number three. Our top ten so far, Samoa Joe, JBL, Bam Bam Bigelow, Minoru Suzuki, Dr. Death, Harley Race, Big Van Vader, and The Undertaker. Maybe one of you doesn't put Bigelow in there. Maybe he's the outlier. I'll grant you that. Hard to argue with a lot of those other names, though. And then we get to our final. Brock Lesnar versus Haku. Two, uh, we've never seen anyone like Brock Lesnar. I would make the argument we've never seen anyone quite like Haku. Yeah, we've had Umaga. Yeah, we've had other um, Samoan, Tongan, you know, bodyguard types like we saw with Ming and WCW. And we've seen the wild savage with the hair and the all of that. But... Just, again, nobody has the number of stories. Haku bit somebody's nose off, pulled people's teeth out of their heads. Um, but I can't give it to him. I can't. Because this is a wrestling match. This isn't tough guy. You know, if, if we were going by just the tough guy tales that we've heard, Haku wins in a landslide, but that's not what this is. This is a hoss fight, pro wrestling, and there has never been a better hoss 
in pro wrestling history than Brock freaking Lesnar. And so you probably knew as soon as you heard his name, you probably knew he was going to win. And I'm okay with it because it's the, it's the journey, not the destination. The winner of the Hoss Fight Tournament, the hossiest hoss to have ever hossed. He beat Scott Stein. No, let's go all the way back. Hold on. Let's go all the way back to our 16s. He beat Ace Romero. He beat Abdullah the Butcher. He beat Yokozuna. He beat Scott Hall. Throw out Ace Romero. Everyone needs a good squash match at first. Abdullah the Butcher, all-time wrestler, a hoss. Yokozuna, all-time hoss. Scott Hall, all-time hoss. He beats Scott Steiner. He beats Minoru Suzuki. He beats The Undertaker. He beats Haku. What a murderer's row. Uh... Let's look at Haku's path just because I like doing this sort of thing. And I don't want the episode to end. I don't want to be done. I want to talk about hosses forever. Where are you? God damn it, where are you, Haku? All right, Fatu on that page. Samoa Joe. Tez. Is it possible? That, oh, that's right. Haku didn't win. He came in third. All right. He beats Tenru. He beats Davy Boy Smith Jr., no, he doesn't. He beats Tenru. He loses to The Undertaker. Can't believe I did that. Uh, but then he beats Axel Rotten, Bad News, no, Monty Brown, Butch Reed, and The Big Boss Man. And then he beats Samoa Joe, Bam Bam Bigelow, and then Harley Race. So even that, that's not as impressive a trip as Brock Lesnar took. Friends, season three of this Corona Cup. Um, we're still living in it. You know, maybe you're going to restaurants. Maybe you'll go see Doctor Strange when it comes out, but we're still in it. Corona is still a thing we're dealing with. The numbers are actually heading higher as we speak. And we've done three seasons. I didn't expect us to still be able to call it the Corona Cup after three seasons, but we did. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun to do this and to be here with you. Thank you for being part of it every step of the way. Um, I bet you're wondering about season four, because of course there'll be a season four. Um, and I wonder if you're thinking, because I've dropped hints of things I've been working on. I wonder if you're thinking, oh, he's going to go the other way. He did hoss fights. Now he's going to do um, cruiserweights. And, and season four will be a cruiserweight tournament. No. No. Maybe season five. Maybe season five will be a cruiserweight tournament. But I wanted season four to be a little something different. I wanted season four to be a little something um, more, again, snapshot moment in time. So I'm going back to my childhood. I'm a 90s kid. So we're going to spend season four in the 90s. And we're going to do something 
that may have started in the 80s, technically, I don't remember. I should look it up. Uh, but it's really a 90s sort of thing that we're going to do. An early 90s thing. An early 90s WCW thing. Season 4. You're so lucky. You're so lucky you should go out and play the lottery. Because season four is a 90s only lethal lottery tournament. Maybe you're excited. Maybe you're not. To be fair, I don't give a damn either way. Because you know who's excited? Two thumbs pointing at this guy. 90s lethal lottery I can't wait. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me on all of these episodes of Hoss Fight. Uh, I want to know what you think. If you think there should be some sort of epilogue, we'll happily do one. Um, I'll say it right now to the inner circle. You want to do a podcast about it? I'm all in. You want to do a podcast and tell me where I went wrong or hopefully tell me where I went right? I'm all in. Otherwise, I'm going to get started on some random, actually random, Lethal Lottery tag teams. Uh, thank you to Brandon Banks to helping me with the Hoss Fight intro. I'll be sad to not hear that anymore. Um, thank you to Jeremy and Glenn for you know, participating and chiming in. Thank you to anyone else who listens to these episodes. I'll see you the next time we celebrate a lethal lottery version of the joy. <laughs>